Hey, if you can't get enough Casio, check him out at his real job. Yeah, the one that actually pays the bills. Listen to the Jimbo and Casio Morning Show live 6 to 10 a.m. Central on therocket951.com. A new study found 55% of toothbrushes have feces on their bristles. No, no, they don't. Well, I'm in the 45%. No. No. I feel like you're not. You know, this explains something. Because the other day I was watching TV. What's up? And I saw an ad for a new toothbrush, and it didn't make sense at the time, but now after this study's released, Mm -hmm. I see where they're going for. Okay. Are you tired of picking up your favorite toothbrush and having to go and remove another pesky dingleberry from it? Well, that's a thing of the past with the Kaka Clean Brush. Our patented dookie-proof oscillating head will instantly shed any unwanted fecal matter and is 100% guaranteed to be skid-mark-free for every use or your money back. The Kaka Clean Brush. Recommended by four out of five dentists and proctologists. Oscillating head? Listen live online or download the Rocket app for your tablet or smartphone. Just search WRTT Rocket 95.1 in the Apple or Google Play Store. What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You're listening to another edition of Cassio's Cut. I'm your host, Cassio, and I'm joined by my friend. I never get to talk to him. I can't wait to go through this stuff and see what you got. <laughs> it, is, it is my buddy, the original Double J, uh, who I sometimes refer to as Jeff Jarrett. Uh, I actually thought I was getting Jeff Jarrett for this episode, but it's not. It's my good friend, Mr. Doo-Doo Trucking. Jeff Jewett is in the house. Hello, and I want to apologize for the confusion. Uh, When I reached out to you to be on the show, uh, I I know you thought you were getting a celebrity. Um, But then when you actually... Go ahead. But then when you you actually accepted me on the show, I was like, yeah, he's completely given up. Like, he's just (laughs) done with this podcasting shit. Like, he had the Oak Ridge Boys... Yeah. Now he's having me. Well, so look, the, you, you had the guy from Puddle of Mud. Now you're having me. Like, like, come on. Technically, they were after you. So I don't know if that means you're still going up. Or, yes, you are correct. I've peaked and gone back down. Well, there's peaks and valleys. You know, this is a, <laughs> this is the story of the of Cassio's Cup. Peaks if and you, valleys. If you would like to hear You're, you're in a deep valley right now. <laughs> If you'd like to be uh, here, the early Jeff Jewett interviews tapes, the long lost tapes. He is on the episode from the Gathering Wrestling Convention in North Carolina. Uh, you were on there with uh, the Bojangles champ. You're on there with Bruce Mitchell. Yeah, it was a star studded uh, cast. See, uh, Joey was on there, and uh, what's that? 
it was a maniac Mike or something. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we had some characters. We had yeah. some characters on that episode. So we've come a long way since then. And so we got to clear up some things. One, you're on here because you are one of the biggest super collectors of wrestling memorabilia that I know. Um, I know you're a very humble man. Yes. Well, I, I'm not one of the biggest. Um, I mean, I do okay, you know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely not one of the biggest, but, uh, yeah, I do have a pretty crazy wrestling collection and I would like to be the biggest, but, um, that's what, uh, my wife wishes I was too, but that's, <laughs> that's just not in the cards for either one of us. So I have, uh, I've had one other wrestling super collector on and that is Pondwater Dave. How does your collection stack up against Pondwater Dave's, the belt Pope, as it were? <clears throat> well, I don't know if I can. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I'm trying to fight my laughter um, at the comparison. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I needed. I needed if to he's, get to it. Pond water I mean, rivalry. You know, he's pond water. I'm the ocean. Like that's. Oh, you know. <laughs> okay. That's what we're dealing with. Now. I see what we're dealing with now. All right, so this is going to be good. So, I you, we're going to run through some of your favorite stuff. I hope this is stuff. I assume this is stuff you would grab in a fire if your house caught fire. And by Absolutely. the way, don't try to rob him. He clearly lives in North Dakota in an underground silo. Line, so. <laughs> All this stuff is stacked there. And, and I have a house surrounded by, uh, what's the meanest dog? Now? I don't know what the meanest dogs are anymore. Like, I know they all got know, like, bad taboos. So Yeah, you know, like. Uh, well, the ones used that to be bite the, the most are chihuahuas. They just don't hurt you, but oh. they bite everybody. Oh, no. Uh, wiener dogs are terrible. I, see, I used to have a wiener dog, but not anymore. So I think, Wait, they bite a lot? I, they're known for biting a lot. Oh. See, Mine I, didn't. I, Okay. Mind and but the, yeah, apparently they're known as like one of the most aggressive biting well, I dogs. A, but. I had a Chihuahua, which is Chihuahua weenie, and it, he, yeah, he was awful. Yeah, I'm going to get like 50 of them to guard the house. <laughs> so you try to get in here. 50 wieners protecting you. Yeah. You're going to lose an ankle. I'll take, I bet that's not the first time you've had 50 wieners to your basement. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it would be, yes, but um, I usually stop at 25. <laughs> yeah, sure. You don't want to draw suspicion from the town. <laughs> okay, so they're just tuning in, and they are now uh, confused on uh, why I introduced you as Mr. Doodoo Trucking. We should reset that for just a second. Duty trucking well, came from our good friend Conrad Thompson. It did, and uh, I think actually he legitimately thought I was in the doo-doo trucking business originally. You are I, in the trucking business, right? I am in the trucking business, um, and I do haul a form of doo-doo, but not uh, not human what, waste. As what is as a for, what is what's a form of doo-doo? Um, I haul dairy waste, which not not cow manure, but like uh, <laughs> byproducts. Okay. byproducts from uh, the process of making uh, cheeses and, and whatnot. So I, <laughs> I do that. I haul uh, potable water for swimming pools, wells, whatever, in different trucks. So you know, <laughs> everything's separate. Uh, no. So, but uh, yeah, originally uh, 
after my first visit to the Conradison, um, <laughs> there were a lot of jokes made. Um, now this because is a big weekend. You got invited awkward, down. I got invited down. Eric Bischoff was going to be there as a guest. Uh, this Pritchard. is before. Yes. this is before all podcast world. This is right. I was uh, I was there for like the original eighty three weeks. It was we uh, live. It was uncomfortable. It was uh, <laughs> intense. Conrad because of Eric? No, uh, Conrad went a little deep. And, uh, you know, by the end of the night, I know when Eric got there, he's, he said, oh, I've got, you know, I brought a bunch of, he had, the WWE had just put out the Eric Bischoff DVD. And he said, oh, I brought a bunch of DVDs. I'll sign them for you guys. They're, they're out in the car. By the end of the night, he just was done and left. <laughs> <laughs> Conrad wrote him pretty hard, and uh, I think if I As remember Conrad correctly, does. Uh, if I remember correctly, when Bruce returned from driving Eric to his hotel, he said, "I think you went a little too far." <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so basically, you're saying if Mr. Bischoff is watching this, he still owes you a DVD. Yes, I would like that signed DVD. He yeah. promised you one and did not deliver. <laughs> I am. Okay. Well, so I, this I is a big weekend. Some, but, yeah, I know, but, um, so anyway, uh, you know, I, and I was thinking, you know, I, I really couldn't understand why I was invited. Like, I, I knew Conrad a little bit online, but he's just like, hey, dude, you're, done. you're welcome to come down. And I thought this is going to be some sort of dinner for schmucks situation <laughs> like this. There's no way like what, why am I some redneck from Vermont? You know, it's like, Hey, I'm going to bring this guy down. I'll show him <laughs> to all my friends. So. Anyway, well, he uh, still did that, but it just wasn't playing that way. Right. Yeah. It, it's just how it worked out in the end. But <sighs> so I go down and, uh, you know, actually just even arriving was a little weird because, I thought, I, you know, I flew in. I th I'm just going to do a drive-by and, you know, and see what's up. Well, I didn't realize he lives in, like, a gated, you know, <laughs> road. Uh, There's no drive-bys without it being obvious. Right. <laughs> so I drove down the road, and then, like, there's some guys outside working, pressure-washing stuff. I'm kind of like, oh, this is kind of the only house here, and hmm. these guys are going to wonder what the hell I'm doing. So I stopped and... <laughs> And anyway, uh, they called Conrad and said, yeah, there's some guy here says he knows you. And, uh, he tells him, yeah, I just let him in, tell him to have a drink, whatever. And <laughs> so you've never met Conrad. Have you met Conrad I, in person? I had met him in person in Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> it, and now you're uh, at his house and he's not there. You're right. And he's like, Oh, why didn't you call me? I would have picked you up. And I was like, Oh, well, I actually was just going to do a drive by and not, you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe come back later if you were home but well anyway uh yeah so the whole weekend goes goes great you know uh until my final day there hmm. and i am not a good uh poop traveler i don't poop traveler. Uh, you're a shot i don't uh, i don't travel and poop well okay so after two or three days um i tried forcing things and <laughs> well the cleanup required a little oh, extra no. toilet paper 
and I did not do a mid flush. Mm. So I flushed. Matter of fact, everything actually went down. Then later on, I go back into the room and I take a leak and I blew my nose, threw some more toilet paper in, went to flush. It wasn't going down. No, don't blame this on me and the sneeze. This was so it was it was clogged up from earlier, but it was not going down. Okay, so so you just it just got out of the eyesight, but it was really still there. Right. Okay. So then I'm thinking, what? Okay, I do have a garbage bag that I put like my shoes in when I packed it in my luggage. I could <laughs> take the garbage bag, reach in. Pull out the toilet paper. No one would know. Well, you were going to go elbow <laughs> deep in the toilet. I was, well, maybe wrist deep, you know. Are you sure this went to dinner for schmucks? I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a camera in that bathroom. I don't know. By the way, on ad-free shows, you can see that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all these things are going through my mind. I'm like, I could if I could just get the toilet paper, no one would even know because the liquid went down, but the toilet paper is still there. And I'm, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a dumb and dumber situation where the harder, where the harder I try to make this right, it's going to get worse. <laughs> so I decided to walk down stairs and tell Conrad. Uh, now we're not and on the floor. It's just up to the top of the commode. Well, no, it's just, it's just not nothing overflowed. Right. No, nothing's okay. overflowing. So I uh, take the elevator down and uh, arrive in his office. And he's sitting at his big desk. Mm. Bruce Pritchard, a.k.a. Brother Love, is sitting oh. in the corner across from him. And I have to say, uh, uh, do you have a plunger? Mm. <laughs> and, mm. I can see the look of like disappointment <laughs> across his face, <laughs> like, like this fucking guy. Like, now, so it's known that Conrad has bidets everywhere. So you, I had you, the one room, the oh. one room without a bidet. Okay, there's a room on the third this floor. Bad. This is a perfect storm. It's it's the the one room in the house without a bidet on the third floor. And it's uh, a little bathroom off the bedroom. <laughs> and so I asked if he has a plunger. And, of course, uh, no, he doesn't it, know where it is. Yeah, no. Clue. He got up and he looked at a couple spots and he's <laughs> just like, I feel like he's calling I, I shouldn't have to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, and he says, if you guys, you know, if anybody's familiar with any of Conrad's podcasts, you, you probably know Clint from Hershey. He yeah. says, I'll ask Clint tomorrow. <laughs> so, so Clint, now it's Clint's job to take care of this. So, um, and at this time of the then, podcast, we have a surprise guest, Clint. He's going to tell us here's Clint. Really <laughs> in the so I, I leave with my head in, held in shame, and <laughs> I'm like, this is almost the perfect weekend. Like everything went well, but it was just that last little while. It actually, in a little bit of a weird uh, twist in between my original movement and then the uh, the situation where the uh, 
the blown nose tissue wouldn't go down. We went to see Sausage Party. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of 50 pointers. I, I, I was There's I was a lot like, of leaders involved in all your stories. <laughs> so I go, so I walked in originally when I was thinking I should say something. Actually, actually, no, at that point, I didn't even know if I should say something, but uh, I walked down and Bruce says, uh, Jewett, uh, when are you flying home? I said, uh, I think around four o'clock. Oh, you want to go to the movies? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're going to see Sausage Party. And I'm like, what world am I in where Brother Love is inviting me to go watch a, a movie about cartoon food having an orgy? Like, <laughs> I love it. So, so, then, so the doo-doo trucking thing came. There was a lot of jokes sure. after this situation. A lot of... Things went on. So, uh, and I do own a truck that does appear to be a septic truck. Matter of fact, it was a former septic truck. Okay. And now I use it to haul some dairy sludge. Um, I uh, shared a picture of that in a group chat. And I said, well, next time I go to the Conradis and I'm bringing this with me. So Conrad seeing that picture actually thought that I was in that business. So originally it didn't start out as a joke. I think he really thought that's what I was in. But then truck it was a thing. This whole thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's where doo-doo trucking came from. So everybody listening that's asking what in the hell happened there, why did I say that? Now we're called up. Now let's go back. You're To get to there, you had to get into the collecting game because that's how you met Conrad. So yes. we are. let's talk about your fandom. You, of course, I guess you're like most of us. You're a fan as a kid. Yes. Right? I, uh, yeah, I... Uh... Became a fan early on. My father was a big wrestling fan, and we'd get wrestling from out of Montreal, and we'd watch that on CFCF 12 every week. And I wasn't really a fan, but my father liked it, so I watched, and okay. then I became a fan over the years. And then I got into collecting. I was always a, I always loved wrestling belts. I just thought they were cool. Did you collect so, stuff? Like, have you always been a collector? Were you collecting stuff before wrestling stuff? No. Okay. No. So, as I got older, I started having the opportunity to purchase these uh, uh, belts. First, originally, they're like the uh, replica belts that, you know, WWE sold. I've got some of those. And every time I'd get one, I'd. I'd be excited when it would arrive in the mail. I'm like, oh, look at this. And then, like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with this. So um, <laughs> I just was creating this pile of belts in my closet. And then I started buying, uh, like, the actual belts, like, made by Reggie Parts and Dave Milliken and whatnot. And, again, it was the same thing. I just, oh, wow, I'm holding this. It looks cool. All right, there you go, in the closet. And then... I went to my first WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania 27. And my wife and my brother, they were they were going as well. And kind of as a gag gift, my wife bought me a wrestling ring. Okay. Uh, a two-scale two wrestling ring. Um, so 21 inch by 21 inch. Oh, this is and a couple And a couple of wrestling figures. And I'm thinking, well, I, I, it's okay. It's funny for the laugh. Now that I've opened it, but what the hell am I going to do with this? I, you know, <laughs> I'm a grown man with this, a giant this is silly. Yes. 
So well, I had a gym in my basement and then I started thinking, well, you know, I, I've got all these wrestling belts. I could just set them up in the basement. They might look kind of cool. So I started setting some up and then I thought, you know, shit, I've got this belt. I've got to have this other one to go with it. And it's, oh, I have this one. If I want to complete the whole collection from that era, then I need this belt. And then it oh. just became this snowball effect. And then I thought, you know, it'd be cool if I had uh, wrestling figures of the people who held the belts to go with the belts. Sure. And then there's like different versions of each figure. So then I'm buying more figures and more figures. <laughs> and, you know, so you're I just spiraling started out now. With, you're spiraling. Yes. I started out with a few belts and a wrestling ring that my wife bought me. And then all of a sudden it looks like now 10 years later, it looks like the WWE shop zone threw up in my basement. <laughs> so it looks like Conrad's uh, toilet. It's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's just <laughs> overflowing with shit. So, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of where I got into it. And then, you know, like one thing leads to another and, so I was a belt collector. Conrad knew I was a belt collector and that's how I kind of got to know him. And then he invited me down and then I started getting exposed to the opportunities to, to get some ring use stuff. And then that's a whole nother level of collecting. A whole different ball game there. Yeah. Yep. So that's, uh, that was the, that's kind of where we are now with the, uh, just a pile so, of ring you stuff here. So let, let <laughs> me ask, are you, do you think you're coming close to your stopping point where, Hey, I've got enough stuff or are you still spiraling? Every day is my stopping point. <laughs> it's, a, it's just like every, every day I'm going on a diet. Every day I'm going to quit drinking. Sure. Every day I've, I've bought enough shit. I don't need yeah. any more stuff. And then you until, say no shit. Yeah, you know, until somebody puts a, you know, a pizza in front of you, or somebody puts a beer in front of you, or somebody puts a ring used item in front of you, then you know, you just keep buying it. It's uh, it's how all... long before this interview did you buy wrestling memorabilia? A day? Did you buy anything today? I don't think I bought anything today. <laughs> I don't but think I. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't know till it arrives. <laughs> okay. Did you There's buy so many times <laughs> I I think I I think I might have. Um <laughs> I don't remember what, but I think I did buy something. <laughs> you don't remember what? No, I it, <laughs> What's the last uh, thing you got in the mail and you went I I have no recollection of mail. I've already forgotten that too. Um <laughs> Man, you put me on the spot. Uh, it's actually been a little while since well, anything that's good. arrived. That's a good I, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it, but not not a long time. But it's been, you know, maybe a week since anything <laughs> came. I I got uh, <laughs> I got some turnbuckle, some signed turnbuckle pads. I got some of those last week that arrived. But do you remember getting them? <laughs> I do remember receiving them, and I I quickly displayed them, and then. You know, then the thrill's gone. You know, so then it's like, what's next? <laughs> of course, <laughs> this is called addiction. You're chasing yes. the high. 
Well, well, I thought that's the show I was gonna. I thought I was gonna be on the Strange Addiction podcast, but it's Cassio's cut. I, I'm gonna edit myself out. This is a pilot. I'm gonna pitch this. Yeah, I'm gonna pitch it. <laughs> you need to sign an A and E waiver after we get through. I will. <laughs> okay, let's get into some merch. So you're you're slam packed because you're still like you said you haven't ended yet. You're still going. So, Gimme, let's go through some stuff. If you got time, I know you're 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 gonna tell your wife to take care of the dog and everything else upstairs. You're going only downstairs, right? That's right. Yep. So, all right. I think we'll start with this uh, ring used NWA ten pounds of gold dome globe belt. Very it was in the a collecting world, very iconic built. It uh, wasn't held by like anyone like Ric Flair or anybody, but it was held by uh, Rob Conway, and it was defended in the Tokyo Dome in Japan. Strong. And it is uh, signed on the back. I got actually got this directly from Rob Conway. And, uh, Iron Man Rob Conway, 2015. And it actually changed hands um, in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, Japanese fellow won it, but I'm not sure who he was. Um, not anyone I'm familiar with. But <laughs> and uh, wait, so well, wait, wait. Rob lost it to the other guy. Yeah. How did he end up back with it? He got it back from him. I, I think he won it back. He won it back later. Okay. So, yeah, but it swapped. Yes, original, it swapped at one point in the Tokyo Dome. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Strong. And here's a pretty cool item. This is from WrestleMania Four. Oh, the Trump Plaza. Awesome WWF old school logo. And uh, turnbuckle. It's got, it's got a little bit of blood on it too. Really? So yeah, can you see that? Oh yeah, nice little spot there. We got a little color. And, Where uh, did you acquire that got, from? Got this from Mike Kyoto. Oh, um, legendary wrestler. A former, former WWE referee. Um, he was a young Mike Kyoto at the time working on the ring crew. He worked WrestleMania 4 and WrestleMania 5 on the ring crew. And he thought, well, I think I'll just sneak the turnbuckle out of here. That's awesome. And, and I purchased this directly from Mike. And uh, yeah, so that's from WrestleMania Four, where Super Randy killing. Savage won the world title. So that has officially went from the original owner to you one time. It's not passing. You know? Yes, right. Strong. That is correct. So okay, let's see. I think we'll. Oh, I got a boot here. This is the natural Dustin Rhodes boot, also known as Gold Dust. This so is so good. Prior to the Gold Dust days, and it is signed. Beautiful um, red cowboy reused. wrestling boot, red and white. So much incredible detail. Made by the Austin Hall Boot Company. And uh, if you look at the boot here, um, according to The Undertaker, if he mm. can be believed, um, apparently Dustin won a lot of matches with these boots because wow. you can see the, t the toe is all worn out. Yeah, right at the very the, tip. It, and the heel is in good shape. So if the toe is worn out, then you were on top for the pinfalls. If the heel is worn out, you were on your back. 
getting pinned. <laughs> wow! So apparently, Dustin Wolf, knowledge. Yeah, you know that's some Undertaker knowledge there. So <laughs> that's collectors one on one. That's like you figure out if it's real. Cool. That's right. So okay, let's see. Where do we go from here? I think now here's a, a bit of an oddball item that I got. It's kind of one of my more weird items because uh, we like weird here. It's a, it's essentially a pair of men's underwear. Um, <laughs> but but they are from Craigslist. WrestleMania WrestleMania three. Oh no, they're not. Okay. Uh, Tito Santana. He wore oh. them at WrestleMania three. He actually signed them. Uh says here WrestleMania three ring worn Tito Santana Hall of Fame two thousand four. Arriba. Beautiful blue trunks got the uh embroidered stitching for the sombrero. And I assume you added the Tito pin. He didn't wrestle with the I pin. Did. I did add the Tito pin because, yeah, that'd be a bit uncomfortable if he took a back bump. <laughs> I want to take a back bump is on Is it a the pin. same in underwear if the front is worn out? Does that mean he's on top? Or <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good question. I'll have to check with, he, uh, with the He's the same pinfall. I mean, if your boots are down, your, your undies are down. Well, that's true. That is very true. <laughs> Well, we're on the, the topic <laughs> of uh, of men's underwear. Oh, we might, you well throw, more. We, we might as well throw a towel in there, too. So, <laughs> sure. Now this what is, doesn't uh, go with men's underwear like a towel? I mean, this is, <laughs> this is standard. This is uh, Ronnie Garvin, former NWA world champion, Ronnie Garvin. Uh, it's uh, one of the towels that he would wear around his neck to the ring. And also a, a pair of his trunks. And you can see, if you can see in the little picture on the side. Oh, you've got a picture in the a, frame of him in that same outfit. Yep. So I'm sure they again, to, I'm sure I'm not supposed to call it an outfit, but yes. <laughs> his ring yeah. attire. Or his uh bathhouse attire. Beautiful red, uh beautiful red towel with his initials embroidered on it, the green trunks. Uh, did you get that from, was it, was that from him or did somebody already have that? It was, someone got that from him. So, Strong. you know, I didn't have to be like, Hey, <laughs> you got any underwear? Dear Mr. Garvin. <laughs> how, about, how about a towel? How, how about a bath towel? If you mail me your underwear, you need to throw in the towel with it. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> okay. So now we've got, uh, Tito's trucks. We've got Ronnie's Garvin trucks with, towels i don't know how we're going to progress from here what's your addiction well, leads you to let's see here where do we go all right well let's go to uh roddy piper roddy this this is one of his kilts of he course wore you this know roddy piper he had he was always in a kilt yes he was a scotsman although he was canadian he was a canadian scotsman so Roddy was your uh, Roddy was your favorite growing up, or you just happen to have a was, lot of stuff? Uh, no, Roddy Piper was my first favorite wrestler. Okay. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, my father was a fan, so I just kind of watched because he watched. Yeah, and we got cable TV in my area um, in the early '80s, and Roddy Piper would do commentary in Georgia with Gordon Soley. Yep, and he was a bad guy, but I just thought he was so funny that. I liked him, even though I didn't care that much about the wrestling. I liked Roddy Piper. You liked Mike. And yeah, so then uh, there was an incident where he was legitimately stabbed by a fan. 
And incredible. Then he uh, became a good guy. And the story they told was that he saved some children from being stabbed by an irate fan. Uh, oh, which, nice. You know, which, which is basically he became a good guy because he didn't want to die. You know, <laughs> like he didn't want to be stabbed to death in Georgia. But um, so and this you is bought it. You were in. That's right. I was like, I knew he was a good guy. I knew he was a good person. <laughs> Tell me this and, guilt. Tell me this guilt has blood stains so, on it from where he got stabbed. Um, I, had, I <laughs> it does not. <laughs> but this is a kilt that he wore in uh, Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling and in Georgia. And I actually have a picture too where he's wearing this kilt uh, with the Mid Atlantic title around his waist. Oh, killer! So that's kind of cool. And you got that from his family? And, yes, I got that directly from his family. Oh. And also, this also came from the family. This is a Hot Rod shirt that he wore at WrestleMania 21, where he pounded a bunch of beers with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Come on. Took a stunner. So The infamous Hot that. Rod shirt. I mean, everybody recognizes yeah. that shirt. Yep, that's, uh, that's one of my cool items. And, uh, well, since we're on the Roddy Piper, Kick here. Right, let's go. We're on the train. Let's go. We'll, we'll continue with uh, the Mid Atlantic time period. This is a jean jacket that he wore in Mid Atlantic Wrestling and Georgia Championship Wrestling. Super cool jean jacket. Got some pink. And also, there. you'll What's see that? a little onesie that says Mad Dog on it. He put that on his Chihuahua when he was feuding with Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. Oh, and they were going to have a dog collar match. And yeah, so he put that on the Chihuahua and, and his Chihuahua played the part of Mad Dog. And kind of kind of promo from his home out by his pickup truck. And then he then he uh, hanged himself from a tree as well. So that which was kind of weird oh. to show how strong his neck was. Oh, so <laughs> all, all wearing this jacket. So. And there's also, you can find on Peacock, uh, there's uh, episodes of Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling where you'll see Roddy Piper and Ric Flair doing a promo together as partners where he's wearing this jacket. And so. and he's got a Chihuahua dog, which we know is deadly. So That's right. You know, we've already uh, covered <laughs> we've already that. Established. <laughs> so he was, he was a wild man. He was, you know. you gotta you got to be careful with those little dogs. <laughs> so and now uh we'll move on to Roddy oh, yeah. Piper's Rus WrestleMania 3 underwear. Uh, <laughs> and, and now you're calling them underwear. <laughs> now, now you're defeated. Now this item here I uh I recently I took out of this frame and I was going to take it and have it professionally framed. Oh so you did I the even, version we're saying you did. Yes, I did this. Um, anything that I have this, well, I guess not anything. Um, but so far, what you've seen, I've all framed myself. So this, uh, I was going to have this done all fancy-like. And uh, actually laid it all out and had a whole plan for it. And matter of fact, I yelled to my wife and I said, hey, come down here and see what you think of this. Okay. So she comes down in the basement. She looks around and says... Man, 
you got a lot of shit down here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah. And then she looks up at the ceiling. And a couple of months ago, she'd made the comment like, well, you still have room on the ceiling. She looks Uh-oh. up and sees that it's covered with turnbuckle pads. And she says, well, I did say you still had room on the ceiling. <laughs> I so- see you. You're starting to acquire so much shit. It's on the ceiling now. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's on the basement ceiling. So anyway, I was going to have this professionally framed. I took it all out of here. I had a whole plan for it. I had a whole layout. I drove an hour to the nearest big city. Oh, because um, we have to drive an hour to, get to a big city. Yeah, big city. Forty-eight. You take a people. pillow. It's, <laughs> I did. Uh, I pulled into the parking lot of two different framing places, and I'm like, two. Nope, I can't do it. Yes, I went to two different framing places to try to get up the nerve to go in and be like, "Will you frame these underwear for me?" <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I. She didn't even go in. No, no, I, I didn't even go in. I was. What's your fear? Just, is it an old? Is your fear? Is it an old grizzled man, or is it you know like a young lady? No, I mean, if it was some old fella in there, I'd be like, hey, you know, I got this wrestling stuff. You know, have you heard of <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper? And he's probably going to say, uh, oh, yeah, I remember hearing that name 30 years ago you or whatever. better to him. So, yeah. <clears throat> but I looked in there. I looked in the window, and there's like, like maybe a 19, 20-year-old girl <laughs> working. And like, if I walk in here, <laughs> with knee pads and men's underwear and i'm like hey can you make these look fancy <laughs> she has no idea what's going on yeah no it's just gonna be like i'm gonna end up on her tiktok as i'm walking out they're gonna be like <laughs> this you know, man just brought in underwear and t- knee pads yes and he said he had to go home to feed his 50 liters <laughs> That are guarding his home. <laughs> guarding his basement. <laughs> He's got padding on the ceiling of his basement. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, so know, like, did... I don't have to worry about hitting my head. So, <laughs> God, I wish you would have taken it in. I wish you would have taken it. All right. So, but yeah, Roddy Piper to her is like a Pornhub name. I mean, Rowdy Roddy Piper, she has no clue what's going on. And with a hot rod across the shirt, like that's just gonna really. You Your know. best hope is she might know Ronda Rousey, but I doubt it. Oh, that's actually that's a. That's, that that's doesn't an idea, explain the underwear you know? and knee pads. That's true. That's true. Are you afraid of thinking about knee pads next to Ronda Rousey's shirt? Well, please? That's what she I, I think I'm gonna send all this shit to Palm Water Dave and have him frame <laughs> it for me. And then send it back. I oh, think that's the, that's the move. <laughs> no, he doesn't <laughs> care. He's, he's fine with it. He's got a guy. So we got the, so blue, now, we got the blue WrestleMania uh, trunks and uh, knee pads. Now, what do we got? Now we're going to get into uh, Roddy Piper's leather jacket. Strong. Iconic. Always in a leather jacket, almost. Yes. This one he wore when he was the interim president of the WWF. And he, he even wore it at the start of the, the match where he, he uh, fought Goldust in the backlot brawl. Strong. And 
And there's also, you can find on YouTube a video of him giving Vince McMahon an airplane spin while wearing this jacket. Yeah. And he also wore it when he debuted in WCW and confronted Hulk Hogan. And oh, that's yeah. iconic. I remember that one. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, when he uh, also confronted Eric Bischoff for lying about um, trying to sign him and, uh, you know, kind of. You know, when he was fighting the NWO, he was also sure. wearing this jacket. So, and this uh, isn't the jacket that Ronda Rousey would later wear, where it has like the stitching on the shoulders. So this oh, yeah. this is the one before that, but still was around for a lot of great moments. Did you get all your uh, your Piper stuff from the family, or most of it, or most of it? I got directly from the family. Uh, someone, uh, some of it I got. From, uh, like the jean jacket I got from someone who required it, uh, um, acquired it from the family. We've been doing this too long. I've had too many I'm beers. Say, required <laughs> it is a whole different story. Yes, it, you are required, required to give it. me that bright jean jacket. <laughs> yes. I must give it to Jeff Jewett in Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got the uh, we got the Roddy collection. Right, do we so, have more pieces? Do you have more? I think that well, I do have a couple other uh, Piper things, but they're those actually are professionally framed, but they're it's just the frame is too heavy to. What is it? Move What's over a here? Professionally so framed? it's uh, um, it's a hot rod shirt that was. Well, I was told it was used at uh, the WrestleMania, where they did the Piper's Pit with uh, Morton Downey yeah, and I Brother Love. That was uh, Brother Love's first WrestleMania. Oh, it was. That's right. It's it his was. first first WrestleMania appearance but, ever. But unfortunately, I I debunked that and uh, I discovered that it was not the shirt. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a ring worn shirt. I do believe that, but it uh, was not the one from that night because this one has the little uh, WWF trademark logo okay. uh, underneath Hot Rod in the shirt that he wore that night. Didn't have it, so. It was well. I mean, are no. we going to beat somebody's ass that duped you, or it, we, we might? We might. <laughs> is it Pond Water? Hopefully, it is not Pond Water Dave. But uh, um, all right. So you it, got, it, is, right. it is someone whom you would be familiar with, but I won't oh really? That, but, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. I can't wait to talk about. That. <laughs> okay. So let's let's see. Where are we now? What have we done here? Uh, we're. What do you got right, on go. the wall behind you? What's on the wall? Oh, the wall behind me. Okay, we've got the it's clearly Steiner, a Steiner Brothers wall. Michigan jackets. Mm, so these are so the jealous. actual jackets they wore, the ring use jackets. This is Scott Steiner's jacket down here, and it's autographed. Um, it's the uh, Michigan jacket, Letterman jacket, so they used to wear all the time. And this is Rick Steiner's jacket. Rick Steiner was one of my favorites, too. Uh, in so the late good. 80s. And uh, that one is signed saying, this is my original jacket from Michigan that he wore um, when he was in the varsity club. He says, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Signed Rick Steiner. So good. You know, did you have a Steiner wall that completed it, or did you build around the uh, jacket? Oh, I built the whole wall for the jackets. Like, nice. that's, that's kind of been the story of the basement, like, as I get more shit, I build more 
walls. Okay. I just grab some two by fours and plywood and I just start throwing <laughs> shit up. <You> know? <laughs> I mean, right now the plywood is more valuable than most of what I have down here. So. <laughs> say, yeah. that's, that's gold on them, their walls. And that ain't it is. Shit. <laughs> yeah. At one point I was like, man, I wish I had sheetrock, but now I'm like, wow. I got some serious <laughs> value here just in these plywood walls. Uh, all right. So we got, are, what, are we down to pieces that you would grab first? Or are they just the biggest and clunkiest or that you would be like, these are the, these are big boys. Well, the, uh, the Piper kilt and the, the leather jacket, they would definitely be things I would you, grab first. So you can wear those out to save handling them too. You got more I could. Yeah. Yeah. Put the kill dog right, with the leather jacket. I throw those on, and then I can grab other stuff, you know. Break and, the glass and put Steiner jackets on. You'll be like the little brother in Christmas Story. You'll be like yeah. bundled And up. I'd be like telling my wife, fuck those pictures. Come on, grab some <laughs> shit. Grab some wrestling shit. But no, we remember what our wedding was like. Grab this. You know. <laughs> right. so, There's only one WrestleMania 3. Friday Piper outfit. Okay, that's right. We can we can reenact, you know, the wedding yeah. photos. I'll get in the tuxedo but, again if we need to. <laughs> so this uh, this here is definitely an item I would want to carry out. This is Aaron Anderson's four horseman Ooh. jacket. Four horseman and, old school satin jacket. That's got the embroidered uh, stuff, right? Yeah, this is uh, one of the originals. Get the, the embroidered uh, thing. I've got yes, yep. Mm. And uh, I've got a, I've got one with the like the screen print that I got when I was in like I don't know seventh grade or something for Christmas. Oh, OG um, from when you were a kid. I nice. Yeah, I still have that. Um, so that's definitely something I would run out with. But this is probably the. Oh, is this it? Are we down to the final piece? <clears throat> I think um, it's either. This or the Michigan jackets. I'm not sure which would be okay. the must-have thing. All right. I'm probably less likely to die trying to get this out, so I'll <laughs> take this. This is the actual national tag team belt that Ole and Arn Anderson had in 1985. In the NWA. Yep. When uh, Jim Crockett Promotions took over the time slot, on TBS, these were the belts that were kind of the the kind of the main feud that was going on because uh, Arn Anderson had just come into the territory, yeah. And Oli was a good guy, Arn was a bad guy. Oli was teaming with Thunderbolt Patterson, and Oli made one of the best heel turns based around this belt. Um, he just wanted to be with Arn and just told Thunderbolt. You know, we've been friends, so I'm going to give you a pass. Mm. But, you know, if I uh, if I see you around again, uh -oh. maybe you better walk the other way. Mm. <laughs> and, like, that was his heel turn, just like that. Then, uh, of course, each one of them, uh, Oli had a belt, Thunderbolt had one. So Thunderbolt teamed with uh, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and Oli teamed with Iron. Okay, of course, okay, Iron Oli won. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, uh, yeah, so these, uh, this is one of the belts. It was also used as the national heavyweight title for a while because the other belt was, uh, 
taken by the, whoever the holder of it was at the time and then returned later. So like Ronnie Garvin had this, but he would just Ronnie Garvin and Black Bart both had one of these belts where they would just cover tag team when they were on TV. And it was national wrestling champion. Yeah. So, so a lot of history in that belt. Where's Uh, the, you don't know which one, which had that one all your arm. I don't. That means there's a twin floating around. Do we, do we know where the twin is? I don't know where it is. Um, I, you're not, I think maybe Conrad him? might know where it is. Uh, no, I, uh, no, I don't have twin money. I just have, <laughs> you know, I, ha- I have one belt money. I don't have twin belt money. So right now, if somebody's listening to this said, you know what? I happen to have that in my attic. You have zero interest? Oh, I'd be interested. But, but you probably don't have twin be, money. It would be price dependent. <laughs> okay. Like, I, <laughs> You've already got one kid. You're not really dying for a second kid. Right. I mean, yeah, that one can stay in foster care. I'll just keep this one. He's been fine on his own. He doesn't need you. By now. <laughs> yeah. He knows what's up. He's yeah, getting you've by. Raised, you've raised a good twin by yourself. You're good. That's right. All right. Well, dude, incredible collection, man. No, thank you. And you didn't, I'm, I'm sure there's stuff you didn't even show us. It's a real weird stuff. Oh, there's, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. There's, there's things like I've got a, one of Jim Cornette's suit jackets strong kind of cool and uh got a pair of uh, ricky morton tights and the little uh like the little frilly things like the leg warmer things they had at the bottom yeah tights yeah um a couple of those and uh, here's something i'll well, those, grab those real pants quick. have seen some things my brother i i think they have and this oh, uh well, he's walking around, some, folks. This is going to be good. You guys are uh, anyone's familiar with the New Breed tag team from back in the late '80s? This was was uh, Sean Royal's Ribera jacket that he got in Japan. So people should know if they're not diehard wrestling fans, Ribera uh, Steakhouse in Tokyo loves the wrestlers. Huge wrestling uh, history there, and. So it's like a it's like a big honor they gift you a jacket. Yes, yeah. So this is one of the jackets that was gifted to a wrestler, which I purchased. Uh, I don't know about a year or so ago, directly from the wrestler. Strong. So that's kind of cool. What do you, so you, and, you you like jackets a little bit? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I like whatever's available. <laughs> Tomorrow you're into something else. It, it could be boots. It could be, you know, I don't know. It, well, just anything. keep chasing the dragon. You're just you're in it now. Mm-hmm. You're in it. You're too far in. Just keep chasing, brother. I mean, I'm I'm out of room, but I don't. I keep thinking I'll, you know, maybe. How many turnovers are on the ceiling? Well, I can tell you. I don't know how many are on the ceiling, but I can tell you. I counted them the other day, and I, I think I have like seven. You have 70 turnbuckle pads downstairs. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Stop. Yes. All, all signed <laughs> turnbuckle pads. I mean, at least they're everything. signed, so it's not just, you know, you have this turnbuckle pad infatuation. They're actually signed. Right. Right. You know, like I've got, uh, they're all, like, a lot of them are novelty ones. Like, there's uh, NWO, um, it's signed by Kevin Nash, X-Pac, Scott Hall. Uh, NWO Wolfpack, which is only signed by Sting right now, but I got to get some more signatures on it. Um, MJF, 
uh, Abdullah the Butcher, Chris Jericho. Oh. So, yeah, there's the a lot of them. Get... Over there. Oh, yeah. Got a little bit of everything. Here. Do you have them a... divided into heels and baby face? I, I don't. I, Are they in chronological I, I, order from when they appear? I, I, I tried to have some reasoning for how things were positioned. Like, I tried to. Like kind of keep some ECW turnbuckles near one another and okay. try to um but and? yeah, then I just started getting too many. So things just <laughs> like I just all right, here's a spot. I'm gonna stick this one here. And <laughs> there's empty wall. Yeah, anywhere where there's empty floor joist, because that's where I put them is from the because I'm in the basement, so I'm like looking up at floor joists and so just so mount them to those. So you don't have uh, you don't have like a white whale still out there, like that you're like I know it's out there and I would like to get it one day. I mean I know there's some stuff, well, but I'm saying you're not like actively looking for something. You're just like hey, if I see it, I like it. Yes, that's pretty much. Um, I mean, obviously, if I could afford to own one and had the opportunity to own one, uh, like a Ric Flair robe would be incredible to have come on but we know a guy. Uh, we do know a guy but uh i got a piece of one over here on yeah. the playstation game <laughs> I, I i have one of those too that's probably the <laughs> close and i and i have a feather i have i have a, a feather. feather from the from the purple robe i do have okay. a feather from the purple robe nice. so that's probably as close as i'm gonna get all right <laughs> i like it dude thanks for hanging out with me uh I mean, uh, it's only been about 45 minutes. It feels like it's been <laughs> Seems like it's been two hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, man, it's been fun. I uh, can't wait to hang out with you again soon. And uh, just keep collecting, baby. Just keep collecting. And, yeah, we'll if, keep trying. If you are watching or listening to this and you have memorabilia you think is cool, get in touch with Doodoo Trunkin. <laughs> Tell them how they can find you on social media, for real. Uh, you can find me at uh, at Jeff Jewett on Twitter. Oh, and um, if they follow you at, at Jeff Jewett on Twitter, what do they get? What kind of updates are they getting? Uh, nothing. Maybe mainly, yeah. No, I I haven't posted in two years now. Uh, <laughs> that's where I, I do most of my wrestling stuff is on Twitter. Uh, that's mainly wrestling stuff on Facebook. Unless I'm in a private group, I don't do much i kind of <laughs> keep keep don't that on the down low don't do that. yeah i don't i don't i don't uh <laughs> not looking for any uh wrestling any more wrestling facebook friends so. um <laughs> no, no but it's fine I, I i wouldn't turn you down but um i just don't post much about wrestling on facebook um twitter is mainly the thing where i do that um but follow yeah him on uh, twitter. follow him on at, twitter at jeff jewett on twitter that's where you need to go for all yeah, things and hey's carl if you're watching this we want to come see you yes <laughs> and we love the new album <laughs> all right dude thank you man appreciate the time everybody thank you for watching uh rate it like it subscribe comment let us know interact with us uh we appreciate no negative comments it. because i'm very fragile <laughs> he is fragile you're going to drive him to drink if you continue to comment <laughs> negatively. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Everybody, stay back. <laughs>